Welcome to a live edition, a special edition of the PFF forecast. Football's finally back. So we had to, we had to kick it off the right way. We're going to talk about the Bills and the Rams game. Uh, we're going to bet a lot. I have not, in full transparency, I have waited. I'm going to place every bet on this here podcast. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. And then we're going to talk about week one. We're going to pick a lock of the week. I have some strong opinions, weekly held. We'll see if Eric can, can back me off of them. But we're going to start with something really tremendous. We're going to do a reading, uh, a live reading. You're going to want to you're going to want to listen to this, especially Jets fans. Let's rock. look uh really good in that new hoodie there i uh, thank you i've been um i gotta say like what i like about the world we currently live in now which is not much right i mean <laughs> but i i like full transparency i just got off the rower and like i'm just i'm uh, you know you know wash off the you. face a little bit good yeah um put a little makeup on for the podcast and just get ready to go uh, that is a I, lot of transparency i feel like there's a little bit of football guy in me for having the the yeah. you know the cutoff here um I, I like it a lot new logo looking solid our intro on on twitter still doesn't have that and we're not actually going to talk about I don't, what college team is this do you know what this is i look our set director needs to figure it out anyways if you're here and you're rocking with us uh, this is going to be a fun show. We haven't, show. so, the, so I'll, I'll just say this right now. We have not done a show at the studio in forever. In a while. It, it, it is, we are kind of, it does feel like we're like sort of staying at an Airbnb as opposed to like our own studio. But what I am really grateful for after you, you know, kind of moved a little bit is to have this, uh, you know, this podcast together. So even though God knows, I mean, Western and Southern, great sponsor. We love them. Um, but I don't know what the other one, is that like the Arkansas... I guess that, I, who is that? I have no idea. Yeah. No clue. Um, if you are getting ready for the, uh, the game in this week, um, recommend that you go download the PFF app. It is now live. That way you don't have to go onto your browser and haggle through our website to find all the great content, all of your great content. Wonder, a lot of good betting content on there, not just for this, this here game, but for the entirety of week one. And um, give it a nice little five-star review. Mm -hmm. Throw us a little, uh, a little review. I said that I was going to read um, a good one if anyone had a good review. And I think we have one on here. Sometimes they don't make them all the way through. Um, but uh, I got a hashtag printing press review in here from Captain Coconuts. Nice little five-star. Um, and he said, uh, he said the following. He said, since Austin Gale decided to jump ship, I had to fire on the printing press to forecast some betting options. Nice, nicely done there. Generally, the best strategy was betting against what Austin felt. PFF has a lot of great content in terms of betting. The question I have, since this may be read on the podcast, it is, is it better to make a lot of smaller minimum bets, a shotgun approach, or to make some larger, more precise, long-range shooting approach? I can see why, by the way, Austin would have elicited a shooting approach shotgun approach yes. by some people uh to try and maximize your wins uh captain coconut so go on there we'll read your uh if you like i said if you have a question you can ask a question if you have something funny 
post something funny um, and we will read it and uh, answer it. What would you say to that question? Because I bet a lot of people have that same one. It depends. Like, honestly, it depends upon your bankroll. Like, I, the, the, the stock answer is if you're a recreational better, it's just what you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. There's, you know, if you're a recreational better, you have to know that, you know, um, you know, hopefully we can get you from, you know, a, a certain percentage hold to that, that percentage hold divided by two or three or whatever. Um, if you are trying to make money sports betting, you have a bankroll, right? And you bet according to the edge that either you think you have or PFF thinks you have or PFF plus whatever other entity you use has. Um, in which case, I think people would be surprised. Like, let's say you have a thousand dollar bankroll. I think people would be surprised at to like what betting Kelly would suggest your bets would be, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. a one percent, you know, stake is a humongous bet uh, in, in a lot of cases, and that's what ten dollars of a of a thousand dollar bankroll. Um, if you, you know, so I would say, look, and, but if you're a recreational better and you can't get a sweat off of anything unless you bet a hundred dollars or something, then you basically just need to say, look, I have a thousand dollar bankroll and my bets are 10% and I might go broke right away. If I, if I, you know, it's like going to the Bellagio and having $200, like that's just a handful of hands if you're not careful, you know, so that the, it, it depends upon what you're trying to do. I think most people who are recreational betters just bet, um, you know, have a fixed amount bet a certain percentage of that and know if that percentage is higher than a couple percent, you're going to, you, you might go bust, um, just by bad luck alone, let alone, uh, you know, um, you know, not having an edge or not. If you are somebody who has a bigger bankroll at like tens of thousands of dollars, then I would, you know, you're clearly serious about this and you would bet a bet size according to Kelly, which would be the smaller, you know, smaller edges get smaller bets and the bigger bet, the bigger edges get bigger bets. And if you can find bigger edges, good for you. Yeah. This. That's uh, th that I would generally say if you're a recreational better that you probably want to do the former, um, which is to have more small bets. And if you want to spread some around and that way you can kind of enjoy it a little bit more and start to learn, especially if you're learning betting then I would definitely take that route because nothing sucks more than getting unlucky to start something out and then you're totally screwed, mm -hmm. right? If you have, you know, say a thousand dollar bankroll and you bet a hundred bucks, everyone, you could, you know, you could just get unlucky and, and yeah, it'd be kind of shit out of luck. Okay. We are going to uh, start with um, something that was not totally planned, but um, the New York football jets, announced their depth chart. And um, I thought it would just be useful for this podcast and the, the listeners, members of the printing press to uh, to hear it. Because we talked about the Jets this offseason, as some people may remember. And uh, it's interesting to see what their depth chart is, you know, who they who they have starting and who they're not starting. So would you do us the honor? Yeah, let me let me fire this up a little bit here. Um, and by the way, there, this was a, a Jets draft, by the way, a Jets team that drafted so well that my colleague and one of my best friends in the entire world, George Shahuri, was told by multiple YouTube commenters and Twitter people to, quote, quit your job. Um, so I'm going to come in here and, and read from the gospel that is the Jets depth chart. Um, wide receiver. All right, we're going to call this the X position because I know ball. Yep, okay, This is the X position. Number 84, Corey Davis. Number 11, Denzel Mims. Interesting. 
I'm going to look at the, the, the slot receiver, often called H in the in NFL offenses. Braxton Berrios, number 10. Jeff Smith, something called Jeff Smith, 16. And then the Z receiver position, again, because I know ball. Number eight, Elijah Moore. Number 17, underlined here because he is a rookie and a first-round pick, a top 10 pick, Garrett Wilson. So, so far, the Jets have a one top 36 pick who is currently a backup. Running back, the running back, y'all. 32, Michael Carter. 20, underlined again, Brees Hall, the 36th pick in the draft. A guy who cost the Jets a fifth-round pick and a second-round pick to move up and get. And we were told it's he's going to start from day one. What the hell does a fifth-round pick matter? Now, look, he might get carries. He might get carries. But when I spend the 36th pick on a running back, that, that motherfucker better have 25 carries a game. And it looks like Michael Carter is the difference between Brees Hall and those 25 carries. Ty Johnson, third string. All right, moving on. Edge. Number 91, John Franklin Myers. Number 54, Jacob Martin. Number 47, an edge player wearing 47, Bryce Huff. Interesting last name, maybe a description of how he is as a player. Edge, number 58, Carl Lawson coming back from a leg injury. Number 52, Jermaine, the Jermaine Johnson, the guy who famously got nine pressures on vaunted FCS opponent Jacksonville State on you know 25% of his pressures last year. Joe Douglas, of course, needed him badly, traded back into the first round, got him second round, second string defensive end for the New York Jets, who have a win total of five and a half. Number 72, Michael Clemens, another rookie backing up there. So look, so far, I've read off three first-round draft picks for the Jets. All three of them have earned second string for the Jets. Good That's for incredible. them. Lastly, cornerback, number one. We got this one, Ahmad Gardner. Ahmad Gardner, a first-stringer for Ahmad Gardner. Good for we him. We got one. Good for him. We got one. We got a Jets rookie starting week one. An accomplishment. That all, and look, from Cincinnati you were born. To yeah. Cincinnati you start for the Jets. Yeah, yeah. So so far right now, a, you know the Jets draft. There have been two winners. They're both from Cincinnati. One of them is George Shahuri, and the other one is Ahmad Gardner. Sauce, Sauce, Sauce Gardner. Gardner. We we you knew if one of those guys was going to figure it out, it's going to be Sauce. Right, of course. But he has the Cincinnati roots. He's tough. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm just I'm playing the slow game. I'm waiting for Malik Willis to usurp. Ryan Tannehill, because that was the one that really angered people, was I said, like, they should have taken Malik Willis, and obviously Malik Willis fell super far. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm not going to take my victory lap quite yet. I mean, be, I, I, the Jets could really use Malik Willis right now. I don't know. I mean, I, if you guys hey, want to see Joe Flacco wearing Keyshawn Johnson's number 19. We're going to wait. We're going to wait to bring Zach Wilson back until he's fully healthy, mind and body. Mind and body. Did you hear that? Did you see that quote? From Robert Salah. Oh, really? Is yeah, it, mind yeah. and body. He's he, his knee is hurt, but also his mind not in the right place. I, what does that mean? I, I mean, there's one there's one <laughs> common way that men use to clear their head. Mm. You know. So are you saying that so, he needs? Maybe to go on a retreat. A well, all I'll say is when I was in college at Minnesota club. State University, my mother sent me care packages, and they include, included things like, you know, they included things like to- toothpaste, oh. toothbrushes, a little snacks here and there. I think Zach Wilson's mom's going to have to send Zach a little a different care package. I see what you're saying. For him to get his mind, body, and soul <laughs> into right alignment, okay. right? Yeah, I see. What, I see what you're saying. Um, Okay, we're going to talk, uh, obviously, about 
the game that's kicking off tonight, kicking off the NFL season, the Bills and the Rams. Bills minus two and a half point favorites uh, over the Rams. Um, you know, at this point, this line has been beaten into some mesh efficiency, right? It's been live for however many months. So I guess for people that are out there, it's like, okay, that's the one bet that I know how to play. So I'm going to place a spread bet. If you had to bet one side of that, not that you are, but what would it be? Yeah, I look, I have some, uh, if you, Ben Brown and I wrote the like, Hey, what would we bet when the schedule released? We, we took Buffalo plus one, you know, we're getting a little bit of cleave there now that Buffalo is minus two and a half. Uh, I think a lot of people are talking about a teaser, right? Where you can take LA out to eight and a half. The total being 52 is a little worrisome there. You do have the injuries to Buffalo secondary, which at, at early on move this total up a little bit to 53, but it's, we've seen it back to 52. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, I, I don't – I wouldn't bet – I mean, there's so many things you can bet on in this game. Um, side and total, you're betting into the sharpest markets. Um, if I had to bet, though, I mean, I would probably go Buffalo still until it got out to three. Mm -hmm. We do make the total 53. It's just not necessarily big enough um, by the smallest of margins, you know, to, to bet. Um, so, anyway, I would probably – look, if I had to take a side, it would be Buffalo and over, but um, – but the Rams, you know, obviously are a great side. And, and, and Buffalo, without the corner, without Tredavious White, I think it's going to be harder for them to have success. Um, Von Miller switches sides, sides of the field and goes to Buffalo there, maybe puts some more pressure on Stafford than he's used to. Um, but uh, this is a very – I'm looking forward to this matchup more for how, you know, how everything's going to be than I am, like, really eager to bet a side here. Nice use of your last name. Thank you. I'm – I – I saw a lot of people pick the Bills. Makes sense to pick the Bills. Stafford's elbow, it's like probably not 100%, given that he spent his entire press conference the other day being like, yeah, I feel great. Best I've ever felt. feel amazing. And then they show clips of him throwing the football like five yards down the football field with a sleeve on his arm. But the interesting thing about this, I think, is the Bills' secondary and their corners – you know, they don't have Tredavious White. Um, they didn't have a ton of depth to begin with. Right. Uh, rookie and Kair Elam over there. And, you know, you have Cooper Cup. Now you have Allen Robinson. Um, so, I, you know, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to say that all of the advantages are on the, um, on the Bills side, but there certainly are plenty, right? Um, you know, you think about the talent that they have at receiver, obviously. And we'll talk about some of those receiver props here in a second. They have Von Miller now, who was on the Rams and is now on the Bills. Uh, and the Rams do not have Andrew Whitworth anymore. Um, so, I don't know. There's something about it that it, the fact that it hasn't gotten to three, I do think is interesting because everyone loves the Bills. Well, this feels very this feels very, uh, um, very Super Bowl. So, would that have been 53-esque, right? Where the Rams opened as a small favorite the, the, and the total was over 50. It got bet out to New England plus two and a half. It never quite got to three. And then there's a bunch of people in the public set. Like, so I remember that, that Super Bowl, like you had, like there was the, actually, the, there was that action documentary on sports betting, mm -hmm. right? And they sort of went over like the Todd Furman's, the Kelly and Vegas, all like, I, I, I can't, I'm waiting for Rams plus three. I'm waiting for Rams plus three. I'm not going to get it. Okay, I'm going to take plus two and a half. It's like, well, no, that's actually pretty stupid because like, if, like the reason you would take Rams plus three is because that's worth 
you know, four or 5%, yeah. right? Whereas, you know, taking two and a half is frankly stupid if you, if, if you needed to see the three to even get there, right? So I, I, that's where I, and, and you've seen a lot of talking heads. Uh, one, of my, one of my friends, you know, uh, Alan Rosenberg, he, Adam Rosenberg, sorry, was like, uh, do, you, do we think the Rams are the public side? I'm like, yeah, public in the sense that everybody's talking about betting them today and the number hasn't moved an inch, right? That's the definition of a public side where everybody, every content creator in the world is like, oh, I kind of like the Rams as an underdog tonight. And the number doesn't move. That means that there isn't sharp money on the Rams. Um, not There is sharp money in the Rams, of course, but it's balanced out by sharp money on Buffalo. So th- this is, so when I look at this spread, I think, okay, you know, at this point in time, the limits are freaking high. The the number is what the number is, right? And 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 I actually, frankly, like the fact that this is this is a game that we don't have really an opinion on this particular bet because I think if we did, obviously, we you know the you know the whole statement is is if everybody's bet into a game and you're off, you know, you're probably wrong. You know, we're probably more likely to be right about Jacksonville freaking Washington than we are about Buffalo, LA first first game of the year. And, and you know. I mean, we just know less about these teams, obviously. Like, the season is starting. There's so many mm-hmm. um, questions to be asked about both the teams. So um, that means that the place that we're going to look to are player props. Mm-hmm. By the way, go to pff.com. Get yourself a PFF Plus subscription today. If you buy a PFF Plus subscription and either Josh Allen or Matt Stafford throw four-plus touchdowns in this game, you'll get a free year of PFF Plus. You will. But you also get the opportunity to use the player props tool and see all of the opportunities to bet. Because if you're betting the spread and the total right now. Well, our friend Rob Pizzola, who, who, uh, by the way, congratulations to Rob on launching the Hammer HQ um, through Betstamp and all that. Rob, Rob, you know, every single time they play like a World Cup game or one of these like Euros or whatever, he's like, look, Pinnacle's taking a million dollars on the side of these soccer matches. Mm-hmm. If you think you have an edge, you're wrong. Um, that, that is, you know, that's kind of how I feel about tonight's game as far as side and total, just to be honest. Thank you for your honesty. You know, you don't get enough credit for that. I feel like people listen to your chats. Yeah, people like me bullshit, but people like my bullshit more than they like my honesty. Let's be yeah, honest. Well, yeah. Um, by the way, if you're still like out there and you haven't uh, gotten a fantasy best ball fantasy league in yet, there's still a little bit of time. Go to Underdog Fantasy um, right this very minute. They're really quick. That's the other thing about uh, best ball drafts. They do not take a long time, um, and they have a great offer for you. You can bet um, or you can deposit 100 bucks with promo code PFF and get a free PFF plus subscription um, if you if you play 10 of those dollars. So they'll also match, I'm butchering this miserably, but they'll also match your first deposit up to $100. That was what I meant to say. Um, um, by the way, are we supposed yep. to talk about the competition right now? Because they're, they're the, the other, the, the syndicate, the new syndicate yeah. is, is going live right now. And I noticed, really? I noticed their, their fearless leader, Simon Hunter, is wearing a, a flowered shirt. Oh. Yeah. Do you think we should have wore, worn a flowered shirt tonight? <laughs> yeah, uh, in, maybe in, a tablecloth would have been nice—a <laughs> nice addition to the podcast. I mean, you either have to. I mean, if you're if you're gonna if you at this point if you're gonna call it a syndicate, you got to wear Adam's outfit in in Genesis mm-hmm. One, don't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Like just a fig leaf, you know. I would have also for how much exposure you have for tonight's game. <laughs> He's getting paid in rookie cards, okay? <laughs> um, Jesus' rookie card. He was wearing a fig leaf. Anyways, go on, go go download the Underdog uh, app and um, play Best Ball Mania for your chance to win 
$2 million. Also, uh, if you're looking to bet tonight, and I'm sure that you are, and you're in a state where it is legal, uh, DraftKings has a nice little opportunity for you. They're, of course, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Bet $5 any game, so it could be tonight's game, and you can get $200 worth of free bets. They come in $25 free bets, and then you can place those all throughout the weekend. So if you get that in tonight, then you're in good shape. They also have a get up seven, you win. If you didn't think they were trying to help you enjoy the game, all you have to do is be up by seven points. <laughs> uh, like... Uh, so take advantage. I you mean, know how many bets the Falcons would have won us if they oh were, if we got paid out every time they were fucking up seven points? Even if they lose. Man, <laughs> this is this is two, two years too late. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF when you sign up and get $200 in free bets when you bet on uh, any game, $5 at least. That's code PFF, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, my God, one per customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager, $200 issued in eight. $25 free bets. I swear to God, they must not be getting who are, who is listening and calling. Here's a, here's a business proposition for everybody. Look, I'm not the most entrepreneurial guy in the world, but I'll throw a, a, an opportunity out there. Anybody that can consolidate the helplines across States, that's going to make some like I, and look, you could, I, I would call it one 809 with it. Isn't it? Isn't, I thought they tried that with one 800 gambler. Is that what it is? But like, I mean, why, why are these States, Eschewing one eight hundred nine gambler. Maybe they want like more state specific data. But uh, okay, so I guess what the like if somebody in New York is a problem gambler, you you have to treat them differently than like a guy with one tooth in Tennessee is a problem gambler. Like, is there like a a difference May heterogeneity across geography here? That's I a really good question. Maybe it's because they actually do like in person interventions. Oh. It could also be that maybe they're trying to access the data about that person and like the real the real the real sticky wicket with sports betting right now is like like so for example i have like a BetMGM account that is indiana and like i can't like if i if i go to new jersey and i want to bet like i have to get a, a everybody is this way so i'm not i'm not picking on BetMGM or or caesars or whatever but like there are there the, the separation of the states right it is a problem i think and to your point like I do, I do wonder if part of the issue is that other than the big ones other than DraftKings, FanDuel, but even DraftKings and FanDuel, like they don't operate in fucking vegas you, mm. you know all this kind of stuff i do wonder if that separation across state lines is really the reason for the separation in terms of problem gaming helplines and things like that yeah maybe i know um for example like BetMGM's app is a good example of this where they are unifying across states with your like wallet so that you don't have to like mm -hmm. deposit in multiple states right because like that is even a thing right you've got to deposit in multiple states you used to have to deposit in multiple states anyways we could talk about this yeah. for days we will not we will move on to player props for tonight's game okay i will start uh and i would like to start with i think my favorite one and that is cooper cup Cooper Cup over seven and a half receptions, minus 115, minus 120, minus 110, wherever it is at. 
we have it on pff.com on the player props tool which you should go get right mm -hmm. now with your pff plus mm -hmm. subscription it's one dollar and 54 cents per freaking week you pay for it right now for an entire year and by the way if, if either quarterback throws four plus touchdowns you're just fucking rolling it but here's the thing when he's in the slot he's going to be facing taron johnson who's fine but 70 pff grade uh one of the mismatches that we've identified uh algorithmically in the pff app which you can check out obviously and when he moves around he's not going to you know he's never going to see Tredavious white who's not playing and here's the other thing that i love about cooper cup is alan robinson is good he has the respect of other teams it's mm -hmm. not like it's cooper cup and no one else out there and um so so i'm not you know seven and a half receptions but here's the other thing if they're if they're behind right if the bills are winning this game they're gonna have to throw matt stafford's elbow ain't throwing it downfield mm -hmm. okay so he's looking to his guy cooper cup especially in a situation where he and Allen robinson are probably still getting uh getting their you know um their bearings i guess so I think that is my favorite one. That's the first bet that I am going to place. I like that one a lot. I Thank like you. that one a lot. Um, <clears throat> this one is, it depends upon the sports book, but I, I the, the one that I like is Stefan Diggs over five and a half catches, right? Like I think, and it depends, I, I know I, I've got it at minus 129 at Barstool Sportsbook yesterday. I do I did see it earlier today at MGM at minus 105. Obviously you want that um as well i see it on my pph is minus 158 so it's all over the place and again this is why props are better because you can price shop and actually get significant differences between the prices on these as well um I, the, so, the, so tell me about this because i think my initial reaction is well jalen ramsey is going to shadow stefan Diggs, uh-huh and jalen ramsey is by far the best corner right they but don't I, have yeah, go ahead. They don't have a lot of. I mean, their other corners. David Long Jr. is is fine, but he ain't great. And the and it's not like the Bills don't have talent at other positions. I mean, Gabe Davis is really good. Right. So talk me through your rationale here first. Well, the, the Rams were have not necessarily been great at stopping number one receivers. Like it, and, and I think part of it is because Ramsey doesn't actually necessarily always shadow the best receiver. Right. Like, um, he's an inside outside player. They oftentimes will do the you know, the Patriots way of having Ramsey shut down number two guy and then kind of bracket number one guy. And the thing with Diggs is like his ability to get open is sustainable. It, it permeates through zone and man coverage. Uh, and like, and, and Josh Allen is the kind of guy that also will just like be able to delay, like he, Diggs has got more avenues to getting the football than just like winning in under two and a half seconds. Mm -hmm. He's got, you know, Josh Allen moving around and messing around and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, we have seen before Diggs in big games get shut down, like against Kansas City in the, the last game that the Bills played. The reason Gabriel Davis had the four touchdowns is because the Chiefs did a pretty damn good job of stop, stopping Stephon Diggs. He had the two-point conversion, but for the most part, he was, you know, fairly contained. I think that in this game, A, Gabriel Davis is going to command some respect. And in fact, he's a bigger wide receiver, meaning I think instead of having like Troy Hill on him or you know a smaller corner they might put Ramsey on him he's a more bigger bigger guy more physical 
And that might leave Diggs to more of the, the sort of straight-up coverage. I also think, additionally, Diggs was, was phenomenal last year, but he wasn't as good as he was in 2020. And I do think that there is maybe a little bit of a narrative that he's declining a little bit. Like, this number last year for Diggs was 7.5, mm -hmm. right? And if we played, ran this back week one of 2021, Diggs' number is 7.5. So I think you're getting a value of getting two catches shy of that. And the, and the other part is no Emmanuel Sanders, no Cole Beasley. I think we all believe that those targets are going to go to the, uh, you know, to the Gabe Davises and the Isaiah McKenzie of the world. I don't know I, that we haven't seen an act yet, but like Khalil Shakir out of Boise State, it was fantastic in the preseason, um, you know, and, and so on and so forth. But they might just go to Diggs, right? Like yeah. that, that's kind of the way I see it. Plus our model likes it. That's the number one reason. Yeah, I, I think it is, it is definitely an interesting one. Um, okay, next up, you know I had to give this one to you guys. This is Matthew Stafford. His elbow doesn't feel great, but you know what feels fantastic? His legs. Only, all he needs is one and a half yards. Mm -hmm. Now, they're an underdog. I do not anticipate them kneeling at the end of the game. That would all obviously throw this one off. But he's feeling fresh. Okay, he's had a nice off season to just hang out in LA, probably doing some beach runs. He's gonna go for a little jaunt, a little scamper. Just needs a short one. Um, yeah, and, and I also like the fact that with, um, you know, with Von Miller over there, obviously without Andrew Whitworth, a little bit, you know, not as solid on the protection side. He's gonna be under a little bit more pressure. He has to get out and run. I, ha I mean, had Can to- Can I interlude a second here? Our friends of the 33rd oh, team have oh, no. produced their first ever power rankings. Oh. 539 Eastern on the day of the season starting. I, Do people know what the 33rd team is? They're another content creator. Okay. You know, they've, they've been able to acquire a lot of former players to write. You it's know, not actually a 33rd NFL team. No, no, no. Okay. And, and the power rankings, I think, reflect this. Oh, okay. They have Rams 1. Oh, the Rams, the, the Rams were the four seed in the NFC last year. Are they just, are they just like going to empty the coffers and go? Because here's the thing. If you believe, like. If you believe the Rams are the number one power rated team, they have Buffalo second, Kansas City third. No one's believing in the Chiefs. The, the, <laughs> the, LA, the LA Chargers fourth, by the way. Guys, I'm going to rant about the Chargers a little bit later. Oh, but good. <laughs> Tampa Bay fifth, the Bengals sixth, the Eagles seventh over your 49ers, and then the Packers so the Niners are eighth. Packers are ninth. What? The pa I mean, I've been known to bet against the Packers, but that is fucking terrible. I uh, sorry. If you if you think that the Rams are or are they taking all their seed money and betting it on the Rams tonight? Because the the Rams are the home team. Yeah. They're they're two and a half point underdogs. Thirty three dollars on the Rams tonight <laughs> to win thirty. I it's it's unbelievable. I, I it's. So here's the problem. That's how you know people are not doing any math. Because if you're doing any math, you're, you're you do thinking, have Detroit 20th, which I kind of like. You're but, thinking about okay. you're thinking about the variables that you need to consider, right? Yeah. So obviously, like at PFF, we have all of this data. We use mm -hmm. all of that data in constructing power rankings. But we're not sitting there going, "Man, I, I bet that's the only data that we need on planet Earth." Like, let's look, let's, let's, ex let's exclude the rest of the world because there are these things called the market, which give you an, you know, a fairly good, um, 
data point, and they happen to think that the Bills are the best team in the NFL. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, I mean, the Bills are favored against the number one team on the road. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like, look, like, if they were, half, if right? they were even Steven, right? Like, this is like, let's assume that the diff ordinal rankings are tough, and we talked about this last year when I had Kirk Cousins eighth and I had Lamar Jackson ninth. Yeah, that was like, a mistake. Sure. Yes, but. Ordinal rankings are tricky. You do want, and if you do, if you go to pff.com backslash NFL backslash power rank, or no, sorry, backslash betting backslash NFL dash power dash rankings, you will find not only the order in which we like these teams, but the difference between them. So we have Buffalo first, Kansas City second, Tampa Bay third, Green Bay fourth, LA tied with them at fourth, right? But it'll also tell you the point spread if you look at two games. So when we look at this, we have Buffalo 6.4 points better than the average team on a neutral field, which has regressed a little. That's, it's going to grow as the season progresses because we know less about these teams right now than we will in a couple weeks. We have LA as 4.9 points better than the average team on a neutral field, right? So that's where the two and a half point spreads coming in. We don't necessarily give LA that much of a home field advantage, especially when you know, there's not rest to worry about and things like that. And in fact, we only make the game about a 1.7 point spread or so. Um, so so you have you, that difference there. If you power rate Buffalo and LA similarly, then the point spread should be the home field advantage that you give them, which, you know, one, let's, let's be the smallest possible one point. Mm -hmm. Then you have a three and a half point edge and whatever, you know, those percentages are yeah. in betting that. So they should be bet, like the 33rd team should be all over the Rams tonight. They should be. Um, can I ask you a question? I know we were talking about player props, but the total has, is now at 52, um, at, which is where it opened, if I remember correctly. Um, are you at all intrigued by, uh, in terms of betting the over with the illegal defense, uh, illegal yeah. contact? Yeah. And, and if you look at, if you look at where we're at now, Actually, some of these numbers have moved our way, but like there's one, for example, the the right angle sports group bet Green Bay and, and Minnesota from 49 ish, 48 and a half, kind of as 48 and a half for a long time, down to 47 where it is now. I'd be a little worried. I would bet over that, right? And I know that there's market resistance against it, um, but you know, the thing about the, the, this week is like I would o almost always say if you're looking at what will be the effects of rule changes? It's going to be towards overs. And so, like, we, I mean, we like over in a, quite a few games this weekend. I think the only game that we've kind of played just a tip with the under has been New England-Miami. But that game, has, you know, that's oscillated from 47 to 46 and a half. Mm -hmm. I think we would take under 47, but not under 46 and a half for what it's worth. Um, but, yeah, there. I mean, there's a lot of low totals this week, right? And there's a lot of, you know, like you take, take Jacksonville-Washington, right? 44 is total. What if what if Trevor Lawrence is who Steven Ruiz says he is, the 14th best quarterback in the NFL after one season, despite throwing the most interceptions in the NFL? Then the 44 is an egregious number, right? Mm -hmm. Because if he puts it all together, they're going to get their implied total pretty easily. And I think Washington's a better offense than people will give them the credit for. And Jacksonville's defense is cheeks. So that's one where like you put it together and you're like, okay, why is that total low? We've we've seen that the big steam on the overs. We talked about this, the lock of the, you know, the pre-lock of the week we had was over 46 and a half in Philadelphia, Detroit. Now it's 48 and a half mm -hmm. sharp, but like, that's another one where 
if Detroit and Philadelphia are as good at the offensive line scrimmage as we think, like this totals too low, right? right. Um, by the way, someone called you dumb in the chat. Uh, take over, take under forty-seven, but not forty-six and a half. I said under forty-seven. Yeah, but they, not forty-six and a half. Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah. So I would take under forty-seven in Dolphins. Yeah. New England. I would not take under 46. Now. Right, right, right. And someone was making fun of you because, like, what does a half point matter? Folks. I knew that was going to get the, you going. the edges are small in this game. I knew right? that the was going to get you going. The edges are small in this game. I knew that was going to get you 47 going. is also, like, I mean, again, how many games do people think land on 47? Well, people don't know. People don't know, right? 1% is a humongous amount, right? And if, so, like, just round down to 1%. Like, if you come off of that number... Now the game lands 47. You have a push that's now a loss. Like this, these are these things matter. Uh, some good bets uh, being thrown out in the chat, by the way, if you're watching live, get in there, get active. Um, Andrew Cooper is betting Zach Moss plus 310 to score a touchdown. Bills love him inside the 20 is his analysis. What do you think about that? You Zach Moss fan? I can kind of get with Zach Moss like – they're gonna they're gonna spread the ball around. I actually think this is kind of correlated with the kind of under Josh Allen rushing attempts, where like they want to run him mm -hmm. less. Um, I believe his total is at six and a half. I would bet under that. Yeah, that was one that Ben Brown really liked too when we were yeah. chatting um, about what bets to make at the at the uh, sportsbook yesterday. The the interesting one. The, I think these are good discussions. Actually, I was on um, Mike Renner's podcast talking ball, which is kind of cool. I think Mike's fantastic. We were he was saying he wanted to make two bets on Jonathan Taylor, and he said he wanted to bet over twenty and a half attempts, and then over. I wanted to say I want to say it was like ninety and a half yards. Okay. And I go and I, I was just like, well, back up. Like you got to think about these things sometimes. Like in against Houston, in what situation does Jonathan Taylor get over the carries but doesn't get over the yards? It's going to be really – like, there's a ton of games where he gets over the yards efficiently, mm -hmm. and then they rest him. So it's like 17 carries yeah, for 100 yeah. yards. But against Houston, if you think that he's going to get – if you think that he's going to need to get 21 carries to get over 100 – then you shouldn't bet 100 – you shouldn't bet the over yardage. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, in how many simulations of the world does Jonathan Taylor go 21 for 73 against Houston of all teams? Like right. – that, that's, I think, and so this is one place where I think player props are such a great opportunity, but they're also risky because they're correlated with each other, right? Yep. What we want to do, you know, in a lot of situations is have a set, a portfolio, if you will, of bets on a weekend, and you want, you either want to have a ton of bets that are correlated with something that you think is an edge, right? That's how, and we answer the question from the very beginning of the, mm -hmm. of the, of the um, podcast, which is, do you want to make one big gigantic bet or do you want a bunch of small ones? And I think the answer is kind of like, yes, right? Which is to say, have a bunch, if you really have a, a, an angle on a game, bet a bunch of things that point in the same direction as that angle. In which case, if you're wrong, you still might win some of those and mm -hmm. get some back. Whereas if you put your whole bankroll on you know, the side of a game and you lose it, you could have been like, well, shit, I, you know, I bet the, I bet Falcons minus three and, and Matt Ryan went, you know, 347 and four touchdowns X, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, if I would have spread my, my, my stuff out a little bit, I would have been able to, you know, recoup some of these things. And that's the blessing and the curse of player props, right? Which is that you can put a portfolio together of a bunch of correlated things, or 
you can put a, a portfolio together of a bunch of not correlated things and and try to like kind of squeeze out a small percentage, much like we did in the Super Bowl, where you had you know Bengals plus four and then Stafford MVP and like and all these things where if Stafford wins MVP, chances are there's a good chance the Bengals could cover that, but they might lose the spread as well. But there's that middle there that you can get. You're getting you're getting dogged in the chat here. Uh, I know. Uh, give us one more prop bet before we move on. By the way, uh, who's it said? Uh, he's a white guy, half an inch matters, and are important. Well, I love that. Um, Some good comments in there. Um, Go join the chat. Get active. Yeah, Mike Howell. Love Mike Howell. Uh, anyways, bet under 46 and a half and cry when the game line's 47. That, that would be my advice if you think that that's stupid. Um, all right, let's do uh, – this is one that we're going we're gonna to bet all day, right? We're going to bet this every single week until the books wise up and give us fucking minus fucking 150 on it. Mm -hmm. And that is Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns. Oh, you've, you've pivoted games. Okay. I've pivoted right. games. All right. I'm in it. Yeah. That, that's Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns is lock of the week material. Every yeah. single week. I agree. I week. think it is lock of the week material. <laughs> Every single week. Oh, man. It definitely is. And I have, I really only have one other. So let's, let's just move on. Let's move on to, if you want to bet more props, there are a bunch more. Go on to pff.com, get yourself a PFF Plus subscription. Um, and uh, and have a blast tonight. Um, we're going to move on to the rest of the slate here. So let's uh, let's talk about that Kansas City um, uh, Arizona. Arizona game. Yeah. yeah, because so it's now six, and I, that that's the right angle sports group. I mean that thing that was at minus three. Uh, the the chat will be. The, the 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 members of the printing press will be super surprised that I got Chiefs like minus 150 for like the max. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that got out to minus three and a half and we're all kind of feeling good about ourselves. Got to four and a half early this week. And then uh, I think the right angle sports guys released out, you know, Chiefs minus four and a half. It got to six, right? There are, there are real market influences there. At six, it's really implying that like this is going to be a bloodbath from an offense perspective. 53 and a half is the total. That's the biggest total of the weekend. And, I, and it's all because when you look at the Arizona Cardinals defense, half the team is less athletic than you are. It's not pretty. Like, and the ones that are athletic, I used to make fun of this all the time. Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins are really athletic, but the problem is, is they're running the wrong way, so they're further out of the, where they should be when the ball is uh, thrown. That, that's my big concern here is that, like, the, you know, the Chiefs defense has a lot of young players on it, right? Like, they're mm -hmm. secondary. You know, you have two rookie corners that are going to see time. You have George Karloftis, defensive end. You have two young linebackers. It might take time for them to develop, right? I think they'll be okay. But, you know, you have Kyler Murray, his athleticism. I know there's no DeAndre Hopkins. Offensive line isn't very good. But I think the Cardinals will score some points in this game. The Chiefs are really going to have to fuck shit up to, to get stopped in this game, mm -hmm. Right. It's going to have to be interceptions. It's going to have to be drops. It's going to have to be Ronald Jones fumbling. It's going to have to be something stupid for the Chiefs not to score 35 points in this game, right? Like, and, that, and that's really what the total is saying. The total is saying, you know, coming, you know the, the Chiefs are going to come for 35, 40 points in this game. It just depends upon whether the Cardinals, if you want to bet them plus six, are going to be able to match. Yeah. Uh, six is a lot. It's, I mean, it's in Arizona if this were – you know, in Kansas City, I obviously understand it. Um, but Call of Duty hasn't come out yet, right? So, well, apparently there was an early release this week. Oh, no. Which is, which is, some people are attributing to the number being moved. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm out. Forget that then. 
<laughs> I was going to try and make a case for the Cardinals. I can't anymore. Okay, so lock of the week opportunity or potential we have Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. It'll be very hard um, to beat that one back. Uh, let's go to um, a game that uh, I have been interested in and am curious how you feel about it. And this is the New Orleans-Atlanta game. Over 42 and a half. Now, the case for this is that 42 and a half is really freaking low. Okay? It's really freaking low. Here's what I have to say. Now, the Saints defense is good. We know this. There, there might be, yeah, they're probably top five defense. It might be the best defense in the league. But Kyle Pitts is a unique beast. Drake London has been very good in the preseason. Cordero Patterson catches the football. And here's the thing. Marcus Mariota, I don't expect him to light the world on fire, but he's going to run a little bit. He's going to add a little bit of newness. People haven't quite figured him out yet. And 42 and a half is just super freaking low. So I like the Saints with Jameis Winston and those new receivers being able to move the ball, obviously, against the Atlanta Falcons, and then the Falcons trying to come back, picking up some points. That one's interesting, right? Because the calling card for this Atlanta, this sorry, this um, New Orleans Saints it's, team is, is, defense. is their defense, oh, yeah. right? Like they're, I think everybody believes they're going to be good defensively. Uh, look, I, I I love you to death. We've 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 had we've seen some Falcons games die on the vine. True, we and have. I know it's a different era, and I know Mariota looked extremely electric in the in the preseason, right? He, yeah. he looked very spry. He looked good. Um, you know, Arthur Smith. Uh, he might not know anything about football history, but the guy can call some bootlegs. Mm-hmm. Um, Saints go with Landry, Michael Thomas. Uh, you know, their offensive line's a little banged up, but the Falcons defense, I mean, look, I could play defensive end for the Falcons. Like this is so I get what you're I get what you're saying here. I, I'm willing to consider it, but we have to know the scars. That's the, true. The scars That's of the Falcons. Sorry. It, it's it's a new season. I, I apologize. I forgot. We're gonna wipe that one. We're gonna pretend it didn't happen. Let's go to a different game then. Take, take me, take me home. All right, I like this this one. All right, look, from 1982 to 1994, the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, were one time the LA Raiders, the favorite team of one Ice Cube and his friends. Okay, there are more Los Angeles Raiders fans than there are whatever the hell the Los Angeles Chargers are. Okay, true. By a good by a good number. Yeah, I mean, look. That stadium is going to be filled with Raiders fans. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that matter? I don't know. Like I don't know how home field advantage is just this amorphous thing where I don't know, you know, how to price it in. But what I can say is, if we take the long view on both of these teams, right? We look at the power ratings for these teams. Everybody and their grandmother likes the Chargers, and I get that. And everybody kind of likes the Raiders, but are lower on the Raiders than they are the Chargers. Yep. However, I think in this week one. The Raiders are never going to be better than they are now, right? Because the Raiders are the, – the reason I'm bearish on the Raiders is because I think they're terrible in weak link positions, mm-hmm. offensive line and secondary. Yep. They're not hurt there yet. They're going to get hurt there eventually. But right now, they're as full strength as they're going to be, right? So they're never going to be better than they are now. Mm-hmm. The Chargers – look, I don't know if it's going to get better or worse. Chances are it's going to get worse. But J.C. Jackson's out, Right. Bryce Callahan is already like he's a great addition. I like that a lot for them. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great value. But again, like you know, he's missed a lot of time over the past few years. 
you know, Khalil Mack. We don't necessarily know. Is it going to be the Khalil Mack early on in Chicago? You know, or is it going to be the Khalil Mack that struggled a little bit, got hurt, all that kind of – not struggled a little bit, just got hurt. How long does Derwin James last in this game? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Look at you. Who is the right tackle for oh, the – like uh, the, the Chargers, I'm, I'm willing to bet – that every single media stiff is wrong about the Chargers, and I will bet the Raiders plus three and a half in L.A. in front of Ice Cube. I like the Raiders there. I like three and a half. I'm also intrigued in betting them plus 150 um, mm-hmm. for all of the reasons that you just said. Um, I'm not sure it's my favorite one, but I, I do like it quite a bit. Um, let, me, let me take you to, I think this is my favorite spread. Uh, that's available and this is Tampa Bay minus two and a half in Dallas Dallas Cowboys offensive line will be without the two starting tackles that they had last season Tyron Smith Lyle Collins they won't uh, even have Jason Peters there yet it will be Tyler Smith who was drafted was going to play guard is now playing left tackle Terrence Steele I believe is playing right tackle the Tampa Bay Buccaneers obviously have a very strong defensive line with Vita Bay in the middle Shaq Barrett on the outside um Troyon Shoyinka on the other edge. Love that. Um, Shaquille Barrett, I believe, graded 10th in PFF grade last year. Uh, and so that's that's a big issue, right, for the Dallas Cowboys. They also don't have Mari Cooper, so it's going to be just CeeDee Lamb now. And then on the other side of things, you have the Tampa Bay Bucks, And I am bullish on Tom Brady coming off the heat that he's been taking and bullish on Mike Evans kind of dominating Trayvon Diggs. I think that's going to be a mismatch. Um, so I like the Bucks minus two and a half. Okay. Okay. And that's a Dallas team where I think people are sleeping on the, the, the difficulties they're going to have. And they are sleeping on what the Bucks still have, which is the best player in the NFL, in my opinion, Tom Brady. Okay. Last one. I, last one. Okay. Okay. The Minnesota Vikings are one and a half point home dogs oh, at no. Metrodome oh, against no. against the Aaron Rodgers led Green Bay Packers. Total on the game is forty seven. I already talked about the over, which I, I I like, but I do think this is one of those where every single year now in the two thousand twenty pandemic year the Vikings were favored by two in this exact game. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of those where. You know, most of the fans are going to be Vikings fans. There's going to be a lot of Packers fans in that stadium, especially early on in the season. This is a humongous game for uh, Kevin O'Connell, Kwesi, Adafo Mensa, and the Vikings because they play the Eagles on the road in Monday Night Football the following week, which mm-hmm. is going to be a tough game. They play Detroit at home in week three, which is going to be a tough game. Tough game. Um, then they go to London and play New Orleans. True. They like this is, and they get the Packers at the best possible time because we don't know anything about the Packers wide receivers. The offensive line is getting healthier, but still banged up. The defense, which we believe is going to be great for Green Bay, we don't know that yet, right? It hasn't accumulated himself. They're the ninth best team according to the thirty third. Yeah, exactly. Vikings, I think, were sixteenth. Did the thirty third team put themselves thirty third, or how did that work? Falcons thirty third. Oh, uh, okay. They have to. Um, okay, so. I like Green Bay here, and here's the one reason why. I think the Vikings' defense is still really overrated. I think every single player that you talk about on that Vikings' defense, um, rightfully positively, right? So you talk about Patrick Peterson, you talk about Eric Kendricks, you talk about Danelle Hunter, Mm -hmm. you talk about uh, uh, Harrison Smith, uh, Zadarius Smith. 
all of those players are on like the wrong side of age, right? All those players are, and they don't have depth. And they're switching from a 4-3 to a 3-4. Mm-hmm. And they've been one of the softer teams against the run forever. The Packers, for all their foibles offensively, are not a soft team running the football. And so I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to do enough with the Sammy Watkinses and the uh, Romeo Dobbs and the Randall Cobbs of the world. And I think that when they get a lead, they're going to be able to control the Minnesota Vikings by running the football. Um, it, mean, it says a lot that the Vikings traded a, a, a draft pick for Ross Blacklock and they cut Armand Watts, a guy that was supposed to start for them on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that the Green Bay Packers – are going to, and, and the other thing is Green Bay came out extremely flat last year and lost a lost bigly to uh, the New Orleans Saints. I think that the Green Bay Packers are going to come out here and, and uh, overcome expectations. Right? What is this spread if these teams are fully formed? Is a good question. If there's not as much uncertainty about Green Bay, hmm. let's say their receivers hit. What's the spread of this game? Probably Packers by three, three and a half. Right, and, and and I think a lot of people love. Everybody loves. Like, if you look at the Vikings win totals in the off season, every single year they just all they do is trend up. Right, mm-hmm. they all, um, all they do is trend up. They tra- uh, the point spreads trend their direction early in the season. Everybody likes the Vikings, and I get that. Like when you add it up, it should be good there. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where O'Connell comes in, and he completely makes Zimmer look like a fool for doing so much less with more the last few years. But I need to see it to believe it. I like that. Um, let me give you Unamas. I'm, I'm going to pick one here. I have a few that I like, actually. You should go to PFF. Get your PFF Plus subscription. You can go check all of these out on PFF.com. Um, and in the PFF app, by the way. I like our Cleveland Browns. And I hate... Ah, I shouldn't do it because because karma's bad. So I actually screw the Cleveland Browns, even though it's it's ninety one percent of the cash, seventy seven percent of the tickets are on the Carolina Panthers. Everyone is writing off the Cleveland Browns. I think Miles M- Garrett is going to eat Icky Aquanu alive and then eat Baker Mayfield alive. But maybe the ghost of the massage therapist uh, loser himself uh, comes back to bite him in the ass. Who knows? So I'll go I'll go in a different direction. Uh, and I'll just toss this one out here because I think this is this one is interesting to me. And this is the Washington Commanders at home, minus two and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. No one is talking about the Washington Commanders. I, I have not heard a single person like this team. Okay, This opened as Washington minus three and a half. It is now cross three. It is two and a half. The Washington Commanders are better at just about every position than the Jaguars are, no? Yeah, quarterback is the is the potential, right? Uh, well, except for quarterback, sorry. Yeah. Except for quarterback. I mean they well, but even then, like I would Carson Wentz played better than Trevor Lawrence last year. People are Right. I mean you're expecting some positive You're expecting that, right? You're expecting but you're right. I mean, like the offensive line, I think that the Jaguars are terrible. I think that Washington is average, which is what you want. Defensive line, I know Chase Young's not there. You know, Trayvon Walker, it'll be interesting to see how he does and how Ch- Aiden Hutchinson does this weekend. Um, you know, the secondary for Washington, you know, Kendall Fuller, William Jackson the third, 
Uh, I know Renner likes the under interceptions for Lawrence. Maybe, maybe they button him up a little bit and, and he doesn't throw as many interceptions. But I do, th- I mean, look, the only reason I'm not that huge on this is the market resistance has been in. It's immense. been strong. Yes. You had three and a half on the open. Three is what we talked about the other day. And now you get two and a half, and it makes me question myself a little bit that there are smart people who like the Jags. But there are smart people who are long on the Jags this year. You know, you're talking about division mm-hmm. title. You're talking about – and I actually, you know, tongue-in-cheek yesterday on the podcast with, with Seren, I, I said I like the Jags in the South. Um, but week one, right, sometimes these teams that everybody likes, and that's I'm also talking about you, Detroit, these teams that, that people like come out flat in week one. Yep. Right, even if they're going to be okay football teams, they come out flat in week one. So that, that's something to think about. Okay, we're going to pick our lock of the week here in just a second. But before we do, we have a new sponsor for today's podcast. I'm excited about this one. They're called Bro Throw, which fits perfectly. You look like you've been to a Bro Throw before. So here's, here's the deal. Everyone spends a lot of time on sports books. When you do, you have to bet $11 to win 10, right? That's why you get minus mm-hmm. 110 odds. There's that tax. That's how the sports books are making. It's called the bros throw. Yeah. Well, at bro throw, this is not a sports book. This is not a place where you go pay a juice. This is a social platform where you decide to bet with other awesome people on the platform. It's that simple. You go onto their website, brothrow.com slash PFF to sign up. And um, it's free to sign up, by the way. There's no like anything there. And you can just place friendly wagers with friends and they help you figure out what the right you know price is so you don't you're you know people can offer you something that's a bad deal but you don't have to take it they'll let you know that so you're not confused there um and it's a great opportunity for people that are not in a state that offers a sports book no fees no juice no middlemen and you can do it anywhere so i'm actually gonna we're in ohio i want to get some some money down here in a place that isn't in antigua i'm doing it tonight so come hang out with me on Bro Throw. If you find me there, you can bet with or against me um, if you'd like. Um, and uh, maybe this is the way I'll finally capitalize on all those steak dinners that uh, the good doctor owes you me. Owe me. I, For people that are new to the podcast, it was you, two, was it two years ago? You ran the table on me one year, yeah. It was two, I think it was two problem. years ago now. And Eric and I placed what started as a friendly wager that was a steak dinner. Oh. I won, and then I went on to win 10 more. Yeah, you were on a heater for sure. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, yeah. I have yet to earn a steak. So true. We did have octopus. We last did night. have octopus last night yeah, in no. Cincinnati. Huge. Uh, <laughs> it counts as half an octopus by the time it gets here. But yes. <laughs> so it's a, it's a quadrupus. That's what it's called. I was trying to think about what that was going to be. <laughs> the quadrupus. Quadrupus sounds like a, a fun does. college activity. <laughs> Oh, no. This is a family <laughs> show. Sorry. Oh, man. Anyways, all of you members of the printing press that are out there, go hang out on ProThrow. Our last, our last ad with, Pro, with ProThrow, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, ProThrow.com slash PFF. Uh, is there a deal that they're giving everybody? Um, some Something somewhere. Uh, just sign up at that code. I'll figure it out. We'll get we'll get something in there. <laughs> you get to bet with me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, why not? Plus, sportsbooks on uh, don't aren't legal in all states. So if you're in one of those states, like California, for example, uh, go make it happen. Um, all right, we got to decide. First lock of the week. 
You know where my head's at. I wonder what the chat thinks. Yeah, let, let's let's uh, crowdsource this a little bit. Uh, of the of the bets that we talked about, uh, the crowd, uh, Peter, Jeagles. No, it seems to be the 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 two uh, the, uh, the the two people that are fighting over uh, Eagles takes right now. Oh, no. Who should be the lock of the week? Um, what what is so we have Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. We have um, Bucks minus two and a half. By, uh, sorry, Packers minus one and a half. Packers minus one and a half, which I like quite a bit as well. We have Raiders plus three and a half. Uh, and we have uh, – We're overthinking this, George. Come on. Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns is plus 134. We're laying minus 110 with Derek Carr otherwise, right? Like this is – right? The, some of these things are not that difficult, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're – yeah, right? I like, guess the only thing I'm a little nervous about is new receivers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, is there a chance that they do a little more running by the goal line? And they're they're big favorites. So, you know, do they get up big and then salt it away? That's a question. I, I'll, I, I, take, I see that. I raise you the Arizona Cardinals defense. Never bet on the Raiders was, uh, is a take. Mm. Um, we have some Mahomes passing touchdown love. All right. Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. That's lock of week one. Hopefully everyone enjoys Bill's Rams tonight. Bets that Cooper Cup over. That's what I'm going to bro throw to bet right now. I'm going to get on there, make it happen. I'm going to pay for my dinner. All right. We love you all. We'll see you on Sunday. Sunday night. We're back. Sunday night. In we're back. studio. Yes. So for anyone that's new to this podcast, and of course, this, no one's listening anymore. Um, but we do, we go live right after Sunday Night Football. We guess the lines for the upcoming week. It is a blast. I highly recommend that you guess the lines too and then go through it with us. It's a really good way to kind of sharpen your particular angle on a game. Uh, and then we pick some early bets to place that week. Maybe we'll do it on Bro Throw. Who knows? Peace. <laughs>